The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. Shall we pray? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My friend and brother in Christ, Jim and I sat at the counter in the Waffle House in Forest City, Arkansas, and before we knew it, we realized that we were entertaining angels there in a very regular, normal, run-of-the-mill place called the Waffle House. We, we sat there at the counter on our way home from the monastery in Kentucky where we have gone for many years. And, and we had spent the week in worship with the monks, chanting the psalms on opposite sides of their cathedral-like sanctuary, though it be quite austere, that singing back and forth with very minimal music. Mm. I can hear them sing just now the, the final hymn of the final office of the day. And we'd spent most of the week in silence, speaking only when it improves the silence, each tending to our own souls, each being tended to by the angels called monks. And there we sat in Forest City, Arkansas, hungry for lunch at the counter of one of the noisiest places on God's green earth. Bombarded with the noise of cooking, of dishes washing, and other customers conversing. Bombarded by the noise of the world encroaching upon the solitude of a monastic retreat we marveled as we listened to the waitstaff who were washing dishes at the time talk about the heat in the kitchen. It was January. It was cold in Arkansas. And with all of the hustle and bustle, they were working up a sweat there in the kitchen. And the manager came out from the manager's office in the back, where there was no hustle and bustle, where there were no flat tops and griddles, where there was no hot water washing dishes. She was simply managing the business, and it was cold. And she'd bump up the thermostat to make it hot back there, which made it even more hot in the kitchen. So I, I said, where's the thermostat? I'll turn it down. And they said, no, we, we can't let you do that. That'll get us in trouble. I said, but I'm the customer. I'm always right. I'll help you out. I got your back. They said, no, we'll be all right. 
And then it happened. And then it happened as if there was only one voice to be heard. She was talking on the phone. She was talking about a family member who had to find transportation from Forest City to another city to a larger hospital where she could receive the chemotherapy she needed to treat the cancer she endured. And at that moment, I knew that I was in the presence of an angel of God with a message from God to talk about real life. When Jesus and his disciples traveled to Caesarea Philippi along the way, this is the passage that precedes what we heard read. Jesus said, what are folks saying? That's, that's my translation, paraphrase. What are folks saying? And they said, well, you're one of the prophets. You're, you're John the Baptist. You're, you're Elijah. And then he looked at him. But what do you say? And we hear that great confession from our favorite disciple, the one who jumps in with both feet, who never knows what he's doing or saying until it's all said and done. Peter says, you are Messiah. And in Mark's account of the gospel, we encounter an odd thing. I don't know if it gives you pause, it does me. It says, and he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. And then Jesus began to teach them what being Messiah means in that day and in our day as the body of Christ. And, and, and I tell you, as I sat at home last week on the couch and live-streamed our worship, thank you for that ministry. And if you happen to be live-streaming today, please send us a note via email, j-o-n at fumcbeaumont.org. We would love to know that we are sharing with you in ministry. As I live-streamed, I, I heard my brother, my pastor, speak these words. Jesus fought the greatest battle that he could fight for the redemption of the world. And here, Jesus tells the disciples, this is what it means. The greatest battle will bring great suffering, will bring rejection and death and resurrection. And then Peter, who boldly proclaimed, you are Messiah, pulled him aside and said, no, that ain't going to happen, not on my watch, no, that ain't right. And Jesus said those words that we now say to desserts at oyster supper, get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. But Jesus was simply setting boundaries against the beasts that would detract and distract from the calling upon Messiah. And he told Peter, as he tells us, you are setting your minds on human things, not divine things. And that's how we become angels who participate 
in the work of Christ to redeem the world, to set our mind on the divine. I heard a young woman named Tamisha sing this in Brenham for the first time, and I, I looked it up. It's a Mavis Staples song from the 50s. When I woke up this morning, I had my mind stayed on Jesus. Amen? When I woke up this morning, I had my mind stayed on Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus tells us how to join the rank of angels, the messengers of God. First, we must deny ourselves. So for me, I get to say, it's not about me. Will you say that? <laughs> Thank you, choir. <laughs> they said, it's not about you, Pastor John. <laughs> I, knew, I knew I could count on the back row. <laughs> Guess what, back row? It's not about you neither. As a congregation, we are called to say the greatest battle, the redemption of the world, now that we are a part of this journey and this venture, it is not about us. It's all about Christ. Jesus says after we deny ourselves, we must then take up the cross. We sang that song, lift high the cross. The love of Christ proclaim. And that is that we let go of the world and we cling to Christ alone. We let go of ourselves and we cling to God alone. And then Jesus says, follow me. So we go where Jesus went. We go to the places where we might find Jesus today. We go into the world in the name of Christ to love this city with the heart of Christ. Now, it's not quite, not quite a year ago, but about 11 months ago, I got a phone call. I was expecting the phone call. It came from my pastor. The Reverend Wanda Best, District Superintendent of the West District. And when she got done, I got another phone call from my pastor, the Reverend Alicia Besser, the District Superintendent of the Southeast District. And she said, John, you're going to First Church Beaumont. I said, well, we're going to pass a good time in Beaumont, yeah? And she said, John, you didn't know about this congregation. They have a complex set of differences and diversities. Economic, social, political, theological, ecclesiastical, and do you know what, John? I said, what? They have found the way in the midst of those differences and diversities to place first before them as their cause and their mission and God's call upon their lives in the midst of those differences and diversities to love the city with the heart of Christ. Amen? And I said, you know what, Pastor? I can serve God with these people who can look past differences and diversities, who can love and be loved, who can think and let think, who can serve the cause of Christ to reach this city for the sake of Christ. 
hand in hand, arm in arm. In the midst of the differences and diversities that we find ourselves, to say that the cause of Christ is more important than anything I think. I'm going to think what I think, and I'm going to stand where I stand, but I'm going to step out and serve with my sisters and brothers in Christ, no matter what. That's what I was told about us, and that's what I have experienced with us, and that is what I am committed to. So how do, how do, how do we do it? How do, how do we do it? You guys know that I like rules of three? God's rule of three, love God, love our neighbor, love ourselves. Wesley's rule of three, do no harm, do all good, and attend the ordinances of God. Pastor Wade over at Wesley, he and I were talking and mentioned what we were preaching about, and he said, I'm going to preach about the great requirement, the great commission, and the great commandment. I said, I know the latter two, what's the first one? He said, the great requirement, Micah 6, 8. I have told you, O mortal, what God requires, but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. Now, when we think of justice, it's not judgment, it's God's preferred future for the people. That's justice. When, when we think about kindness or mercy, we've got to remember that that word in the Hebrew text is hesed, and it is God's Covenant faithfulness. You remember the, the psalm that, that repeats his steadfast love endures forever. 26 times in that psalm. This is Hesed. God's faithfulness endures forever. And I don't know any other way to walk with Jesus but in humility. That's denying ourselves to fulfill the great requirement. And the great commission Matthew 28, go therefore into all the world. Well, we're not as far from Jerusalem as you can get, but if Jerusalem's the center, we are in one of the far four corners of the world in Beaumont, Texas, amen? Go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. That is taking up our cross. Joining God in the great work and ministry to bring redemption to all creation. And the great commandment, Jesus having washed the disciples' feet, performing the act of a servant or slave among them, tells them, love. I mean, you guys know the golden rule, don't you? Do unto others as you would... Have them do unto you. My mom translated that for a group of, of, of what we would call special needs. I, I, I call them specially blessed folk who, who went through confirmation. There wasn't, there wasn't a means to do that in the United Methodist Church. And my mom taught these three beautiful people Sunday school, and they saw confirmation because they sat together in worship, and, and they were like, well, can, 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 we, do, can we do that? And my mom said, well, I don't know why not. So she went to, went to the Christian educator and then to the pastors, and they said, can, can, can we do that? You want to talk about justice when all God's people are welcome. 
regardless of what we deem their abilities or inabilities. The great commandment, Jesus says, do more than the golden rule. Live into love as I love. And so we are called to love as Christ loves. In the midst of diversity and differences, our bishop has sent us a letter. And our bishop has invited us to pray together. If you look on the inside of the sermon insert, there is the letter and there is the prayer. It is for a called session of the general conference in 2019 and for the regular session of the general conference in 2020 where we as a denomination will be dealing specifically with our policies and doctrines regarding human sexuality. And I want to lift up to the general conference and to the world our congregation as a model who has found the way in the midst of diversity and differences to link arm in arm and serve God in the world. I invite you to pray this prayer every day this week. Our annual conference is praying this prayer every day this week. I will place this prayer in my office and at my home from now until general conference in 2020. And I will commit to God and to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that in the midst of our differences and our diversities, Regardless of where each of us may stand or may not stand, I commit to you to lead in loving this city with the heart of Christ. I commit to you that no matter what our denomination says about human sexuality, we will live as a model to the world and to the church at large that there is a way. There is a way that we can serve God in the midst of differences. There is a way that we can serve God in the midst of social, economic, theological, ecclesiastical diversity. And we can do that best when we deny ourselves, take up the cross of Christ, and follow Jesus into this great city to love people with the very heart of Christ. Shall we? Shall we pray together? Holy God, we thank you for your tender mercies and loving kindness. As you read it, join in. Thank you for calling the body of Christ around the world to pray and unite. Thank you for increasing your presence, power, anointing, and abundance throughout the world. You are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. Let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven for the body of Christ. Lord, as your people, we humble ourselves, pray, and seek your face today. We believe that as we turn from our wicked ways, you will hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our landscape. We will be humble 
gentle and patient with each other, make allowance for each other's faults in love. We will be kind to one another, tender-hearted and forgiving, even as you, Lord, have forgiven us in Christ. Holy Spirit, help us to live out the word we just prayed to you. Remove the obstacles that hinder the formation of peaceful and loving relationships between our churches. Forgiving Lord, forgive us, the body of Christ, for our many sins. Forgive our churches for being at times self-centered and self-absorbed. Forgive us when we have had a form of godliness but denied your power. Forgive us for not always being kingdom-minded. Holy Spirit, remind us all of those we need to forgive and help us to be quick to forgive. Holy Spirit, help us as the body of Christ not to yield to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Lord, you are holy. Just and true are your ways. You can be, who can be compared to you? Who is your equal? Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we give ourselves to God. We give ourselves to each other. We remember that John Wesley said, if your heart is as mine, and we shall take hands, and we shall serve. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.